Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. The word that um, uh, has really been um, burning in my heart um, is from John ten and verse twenty seven. It says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me." It's very important for us, as children of God, uh, as part of our Christian walk, to hear God's voice, to understand what God has for us, what He wants us to do. um i remember many years back i attended a power ministry it was about uh, teachings of the holy spirit and uh, the chief speaker at that time was uh, dr dgs dinakaran and every day uh, he used to take a session for us um it used to start off with worship then dr dgs dinakaran will come and take a a very powerful session on the holy spirit on the gifts of the holy spirit but when he comes on the stage uh, after the worship he will look at the worship team i thought he was going to tell them how well you worshiped i felt the presence of god but then he used to look at them and say today have you heard the voice of god um uh, you uh, whatever ministry you do um people say that they do many things for god but are you hearing the voice of god it is very and he used to tell with so much of emotion i saw concern in his voice and i saw anger also because many people do many things but they fail to hear the voice of god that that was his concern and every day when he every time he comes to take a session he'll look at the worship team and he'll say don't say i'm just doing worship but are you hearing the voice of god for your life are you hearing the voice of god for others then he used to look at the volunteers and he used to tell don't don't tell i'm doing only volunteering but are you hearing the voice of god and finally the last day he looked at all the people doing ministry pastors evangelists and he told you might be doing anything but it's important for you to hear the voice of god it was many years back i attended this power ministry but today if someone ask me what did you learn from the power ministry what comes off my head is only this point what dr dgs dinakaran told he went on and on are you hearing the voice of god if i refer my notes i learnt a lot but i have to look at my notes to see what i learnt but if you ask me off my head the only thing that remains in my mind is he was challenging everyone he was telling everyone that it's important to hear the voice of god so in our christian walk it's very important for us to hear um, the voice of god so there are different voices in the world and we keep hearing different voices we hear the voices of the people around us we hear the media and then um, uh, we hear even the devil's voice 
Suganti Akka was praying, every lie of the devil, that the lies that the devil has put in our mind. So we hear even the voice of the um, devil. And when we hear these voices, they influence us, they influence our behavior, they influence our thinking and the way we behave that whole day. But when we hear the voice of God, the voice of God will influence us and carry us through. A very good example from the Bible is Adam. Adam heard the voice of his wife, Eve. We know the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and they how they ate the forbidden fruit. So Adam here heard the voice of Eve. Eve heard the voice of devil. And finally, you know, everywhere in the Bible it says, Adam sinned. Adam sinned. In fact, in Romans um, 5.12, Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man, that one man is Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin. Because he heard the wrong voice, he followed the wrong voice. He acted on the wrong voice. Sin, through that one Adam, sin entered the world itself. And, and in another version, it says, death reigned over us. There was so much of damage because of that one sin. And Adam and Eve were sent out of the Garden of Eden. They were so blessed in the garden with God coming and meeting them every day in the cool of the day, having fellowship uh, with them every day, speaking to them. They were hearing the voice of God, but when they heard the wrong voice and they decided to obey that voice, they, uh, they lost the blessing. And uh, uh, not only that, no people, all the people in the world lost that blessing. It says that just as through one man, Sin entered into the world and death also reigned through this uh, person. So it's very important for us to discern and hear the voice of God. And for many of us, even it's a, it, is, it is a big challenge for me. How do we hear the voice of God? All of us want to hear the voice of God. And how do we hear the voice of God? We have, we have seen in the Bible, God speaks in many ways. Uh, it says that uh, he gives young men dreams, old men visions. Uh, he speaks through his word as we read the word. He speaks to, to us uh, through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a guide. He can speak through us, speak to us through a prophet. He can speak to us in many ways. In fact, in the Old Testament, he spoke to them by cloud and fire. So uh, he can speak to us in many ways. And God wants to speak to us. My um, uh, experience has been if we want to hear the God, voice of God, if we want to hear what God, um, if we want to hear, know about God's heart for a particular situation, God will definitely reveal it to us somehow. God will speak to us. God came to the Garden of Eden to speak to God, Adam and Eve every day. He came to fellowship with them. So God loves to speak to us and fellowship with us. 
I would just like to take one other incident in the uh, Bible about Abraham. This is in Genesis uh, 22. In Genesis 22, it says, Now it came to pass, verse 1, after these things, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So here, Abraham heard the voice of God. And we know the story. Abraham is telling, um, God is telling Abraham to sacrifice his son. And we see that Abraham rose early and he uh, went to sacrifice his son. And uh, in verse 7, we also see that Isaac asked him, um, where is the sacrifice? And uh, Abraham told him, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And uh, finally, when he um, comes to the mountain, in verse 10, we see, in verse 9 and 10, we see, then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar upon the wood. So here we see Abraham obeying God just as he told. And verse 10 says, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. In verse 11 it says, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on your lad or do anything to him. So here, here again, Abraham hears God's voice and he, where God is telling him not to slay his son. See, the lesson that we can learn in this context from this situation is when we pray and ask God, when we want to hear the voice of God about a particular situation, we have to continuously hear the voice of God. Here, if Abraham had told, God told me to kill him. So he um, places his son on the altar and he says, I have, and he just uh, pierces the knife into him. Say, I heard the voice of God, but here, no, God changes his plan. So we have to continuously hear the voice of God about a particular uh, situation because God leads us step by step. God leads us step by step. Here we see Abraham in that whole incident, he was continuously hearing the voice of God. He was continuously hearing the voice of God. If we go back to this verse, um, John 10, 27, my sheep will hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. There are three parts in this verse. One is about hearing God's voice. And uh, the second part is I know them. God knows his sheep. I know them. In fact, in John, um, same chapter, 10, 14. It says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep 
and I am known by my own. In another version, it says, I know them, they know me. So that's a very powerful statement. I know, I know them and they know me. It is a wonderful relationship. If we really think through this, um, the God who created the universe, the God, um, this uh, omnipotent God, he knows us. And he says, they also know me. I know them and they know me. This is the wonderful relationship that we enjoy with our God. We don't see that happening. We can never see that in any other, in the other religion, in the religions of the world. Uh, they have to work so much um, to even uh, see an idol or a uh, idol made of wood or metal. But for us, no, he says it's such a living relationship. I know them and they know me. And if we say, how does, what does God know about us? He says, I know my sheep. But what does God know about us? If we go to Jeremiah 29, um, 11, this is a very familiar verse. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give a future and an expected end. He, God knows the plans that he has for us. He has wonderful plans for us. God says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know you. So it's our responsibility when we hear God's voice, when we wait on him, when we ask him, he will reveal his plans for us. He will reveal his thoughts for us. And the thoughts will give us life, peace, and an expected end. It will give us hope. So this is a very wonderful verse. I know them. I was, um, I've read this verse many times. It says, um, um, uh, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. But this time, no, I saw this word. I know them. I know them and they follow me. So. It also says in uh, John 10, 14, God, I know them, they know me. It says they also know me. My sheep know me very well. If we go to Daniel, if we know our God, what happens? Um, if you just go to Daniel, Daniel 11, uh, 32. The second part of the verse, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the second part, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. It says, if we know our God, we'll be strong and carry out great exploits. We, see, we saw Abraham. We saw Abraham. He told, sacrifice the only son whom you love. He was strong. He was strong. He just obeyed God. And it was very obvious. If you see in verse 7, when his son asked him, who is the sacrifice? He immediately told the Lord will provide. He knew God. He knew God's heart. 
he knew God won't somehow won't allow this. So he had so much confidence in God because he knew God. Here it says in Daniel eleven thirty two, uh, they shall be strong and do great exploits for God. When we know God, I remember one incident in my life. I I work as a quality professional. So in quality, I got almost all certifications that are required except one certification. I didn't go in for that certification because I knew that was my weak area. I didn't understand it. And, um, um, I, and I used to send many people for that certification, um, arrange for it and encourage people to attend. But I didn't personally attend that because it was a fear of failure. I didn't understand that area. So I always kept away from it. And um, uh, this failure also, no, it, it will cost me because um, by that time, um, I, I, I had many people reporting to me and uh, these people all have undergone that certification. What if I fail? It will be a very shameful thing. So I had a fear in my heart and I never went in. I never went in for that certification. It is a very expensive one. I could have easily gone, but I didn't step in. It was a fear of failure. And uh, one day out of the blue, I heard God's voice suddenly coming and telling me, go take that certification. Um, so I told the Lord, Lord, I know I don't know anything about this area. I'm very scared to even get into it. But at your word, I will go do it. At your word, I will go do it. It was like Peter, no? At your word, I will cast the net. And uh, you know what happened. So um, um, I, got into that, I got into that course. It was a nearly a one-year course. And every time I went for the class or I took the interim test, I used to tell the Lord, only at your word I'm going. I don't have any confidence in my ability. And uh, um, finally, we I did the final uh, exam and 10 of us were there in the batch. Um, and five got certified and I was one of them. And um, so it was God's word that gave me that strength to go in for that certification. Otherwise, I would have never gone. And after I did that certification, it was a great blessing to me. In fact, uh, whatever growth I had in my career was only due to this certification. Today, um, God has blessed me only through this certification. The word of God tells us he will make, take our weakness and make it our strength. So God took my very weakness and made it my um, strength today. So you ask anybody in my company, which is my strong area and quality, they will say this certification. So uh, when we know our God, when we get a word from God to do the impossible things, we are able to do it because we know God at his word, he will perform it. So this is a very beautiful verse. He knows me and I know him and he knows me. The third part of this John 10, 27, my sheep will hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Many times we hear the voice of God, but um, we take what we want and um, we uh, uh, neglect what we don't, don't like. Um, but here it says, no, 
they follow me they obey me they do what i say they do what i say it's about acting on god's word in numbers a very good example very good example is about the um, is uh, israelites um, going from egypt to the promised land uh, if we go to numbers 9 Numbers nine seventeen to twenty three. Whenever we hear about this uh, uh, Israelites going from Egypt to the Promised Land, we immediately remember they disobeyed, they murmured, they grumbled. It is true, but they did something also very commendable, which we need to learn from them. In verse seventeen, it says, "Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle." after that the children of israel would journey and in the place where the cloud settled there the children of israel would pitch their tents at the command of the lord the children of israel would journey and at the command of the lord they would camp and as long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle they remained in camp verse 19 says even when the cloud continued long many days above the tabernacle the children of israel kept the charge of the lord and did not journey so it was when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days according to the command of the lord they would remain in camp and according to the command of the lord they would journey so it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning when the cloud was taken up in the morning then they would journey whether by day or by night whenever the cloud was taken up they would journey and further if you read whether it was two days a month or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle the children of israel would remain in camp and not journey but when it was taken up they would journey and verse 23 also tells the same thing from 17 to 23 uh, i think every verse gives the same message but it's written again and again and again it says the children of israel they followed the cloud they obeyed god and it was 6 lakh of people uh, along with their families and it says the uh, children of israel even if it was if, even if it is for a year they didn't move from that place if we it's very nice to read this and uh, say okay they obeyed but if we put ourselves in their shoes um uh Uh, they were they were waiting to go to the promised land and uh, they left everything um and uh, only with faith in god they were moving to the promised land and uh, um they had their children they had uh, uh, uh their families um along with them but uh, here in spite of that they obeyed probably every morning someone got up and told today the weather is good probably we should walk today everyone is keeping well in my family uh, we should walk but then no when the cloud didn't move they didn't move many times when god tells us um a, a something about a situation we take our own logical decisions but we have to continuously hear the voice of god and follow that follow him here this is a very good example um what the on uh, following the voice of god 
on following the voice of God. So it's very important for us also to be like this. When the cloud move, we move. When God says to move, we move. When God says to stop, we stop. Irrespective no, of what, how the situation is around, whether it makes logic or it doesn't make logic. There is another verse in the Bible. It says, uh, uh, the, just as the wind blows, we don't know where it is coming from, where it goes. So are they who are led by the Spirit. People cannot understand us. People cannot understand uh, uh, why they were not traveling in spite of the weather and everything being okay. Probably a certain day was not a conducive time to travel, but God told them to travel. So uh, it's very important to follow God's voice. When they followed God's voice, what did they see? The Israelites. That is when they saw miracles. They saw the Red Sea parting. They saw water coming out of a rock. <coughs> they saw enemies being destroyed under the sea. Uh, they saw, they ate the heavenly manna. They saw miracles because they obeyed God. They heard the voice of God and they obeyed God. So we, we can see miracles in our life when we hear the voice of God when we follow God and we obey Him. That is when we can also see miracles. Another blessing that we get when we hear His voice and follow Him. Again, if we go back to John um, 10, 28. My Father who has given them, 28, sorry, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. And not only we will see miracles in this world, God says, I give them eternal life. They will never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So we see miracles. We get eternal life when we hear the voice of God and we follow God. We can now go back to our... Uh, uh, one of the famous uh, chapters in the Bible, Psalm uh, 23. So all of us know this psalm by heart. We tell our uh, children, everyone to learn up this psalm. And it's one of the first ones we learn. Here it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For the Lord to be our shepherd, we have to be his sheep. A sheep who hears his voice, and we follow him. That is when the Lord can be our shepherd. And when we make Lord our shepherd, when we are the sheep of his pasture, hearing his voice and following him, he makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. And he restores our soul. He takes care of our soul also. And in verse 4, it says, even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, we hear God's voice. We go through problems. We go through health issues. We will fear no evil. For you are with me. His rod and his staff will comfort us. And the next verse he says, there will be enemies. But he will prepare a table in the presence of our enemies. He will anoint our heads with oil. And he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. We teach the psalm to our children. We ask them to claim. But we have a part to play. Um, 
uh, we need to be the sheep of his pasture. We need to hear his voice. We need to be led by cloud by day and fire by night. <coughs> and um, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. There's another verse in the Bible that says he, he um, leads us to profit. He leads us to profit. When we hear God's voice and follow him, he leads us to profit. I remember once, a <laughs> few years back, when I was working in a company, um, uh, I took a long time to settle down in that company. It was a very new kind, a very different kind of a company. And one day I told the Lord, Lord, you brought me here. It was very difficult, but uh, you gave me the grace um, to settle down. I had some time. I was just sitting in my cabin and I was just talking to the Lord. It is your grace that I settled down here. Now I've settled down very well by your grace. And <laughs> this place has become like a home away from home. And I was just talking to the Lord. <laughs> Three months from then, I was sitting in a prayer meeting like this. And a word um, came to me directly through a prophet uh, saying, God is going to take you out of this place into another workplace. So I, I didn't like it. I told the Lord, just now I settled down. Just now I told you that I'm happy in this place only now. And you're telling that you want me to go out of this place. So, but I prepared my resume and I gave it in a few places. And uh, uh, I um, actually didn't want to change my job. But... Um, at his word, I just prepared my resume and I prayed and I just sent it. And uh, many things happened after that. And uh, finally, um, God showed me a place to uh, where I should join. And it was a company that I never liked. Every time I look at that company, I used to say, God, who will work in this company? This is, uh, I never would join such a company to work. So uh, God showed me that place and he told, this is the place you need to work. And um, when I gave my resignation, everyone was surprised because the company I was working in was a very good company in India. Nobody will resign from that company. You cannot find a better place. So um, uh, everyone was shocked that I resigned. They wanted to know why I resigned. But I, I didn't know why I resigned. The only thing is God told me to move, I moved. Um, when they asked me, I had no answer. And uh, many, even the director of the company came and told me, you've taken a very hasty decision to leave. You shouldn't be leaving. And um, people were asking me and everywhere, why are you leaving? But I had no answer to tell them. Uh, I used to just smile and come back, come out and... Um, I couldn't even make up one, some story to tell them also because nobody resigns from that company and it's the best company. Um, it's the fortune. It was the fortune two company in the world at that time. And um, I just left. I didn't know why I was leaving. And I went and joined this company and I told the Lord, Lord, looks like you're punishing me because I told I don't like this company. And uh, you're making me work in that same company, which I used to look down on. Probably you're punishing me. So I went and joined in June. And um, 
in August, first week, there was an announcement about the old company I was working in that someone else is taking over that company. And nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. The management was moving to someone else and um, uh, they will not treat Indians very well. And um, I got many calls saying, you left the company at the right time. How did, how did you do it? It's the right time you left that company. And that is when I understood why God brought me out. And through that next one year, everyone, including the managing director of the company, they were going around finding jobs and uh, desperately, and they left the company. Uh, but God royally brought me out uh, even before all this could happen. I heard, I heard many people calling and telling, asking me, how is it that you left the company at this time? It was the perfect timing that you left the company. So when we hear God's voice, when we follow, even if it does not make sense, even if it does not have any logic, God's timing is perfect. God's blessing is perfect. And God took me to a place. I'm working in that place even today. And that place is a great blessing for me. Great blessing uh, for me. So God knows how to bless us. God knows how to bless us. So we have to hear the voice of God and follow him. And in our Christian walk, if we want to um, shine for God, shine as a light for him, it's important for us to hear the voice of God and follow. Dr. D.G.S. Dinakaran was a, a powerful evangelist and uh, who won many souls for the Lord. But his heart's cry that day was, are you hearing the voice of God? Even in ministry, he was telling, you need to hear the voice of God for others also. That is what is true ministry. So today, no, let us surrender our lives to God and um, um, wait on the Lord to hear his voice because he's a good God and he teaches us to profit. He teaches us to profit. Let's uh, pray. Lord, we praise and thank you for this word. Thank you because you're a good God. Thank you because you're a God who wants to speak to us. We are so privileged, Lord, to be the sheep of your pasture, to have you as a shepherd, O oh Lord. Yes, Father God, we praise and thank you that you are our confidence, you are our everything, and you are our all, Lord. Thank you for leading us this far. You will lead us, Lord. Even though, Lord, um, the people here uh, might be walking through the valley of shadow of death, your rod and your staff will comfort us, Lord. You will prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You will do miracles and wonders for the glory of your name, O Lord. Give us your grace to hear your voice and to obey and follow you, O Father God. We praise and thank you for your presence in our lives. We praise and thank you for this time, O Lord. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.